Welcome back to Bleed With Me podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Superstar. This week, my guest is Dr. Lee. You may know her from the other one that I do, The Blunt Letters. Dr. Lee, officially a doctor of science, unofficially a doctor of farts. Yes, unofficially. (laughs) Though we're working on that PhD. Pretty huge. (laughs) Pretty huge dude. So uh, (laughs) she's a leader in dudes. All across the country. She's crop dusted <laughs> thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> My farts are highly cited. <laughs> well, uh, I would like to cite the fart of 2012. Uh, award for flatulence. <laughs> oh, so I see. So I see you're a student <laughs> of Lee. Oh, so it's good to have you back. It's good to have you on my podcast. I guess it wouldn't make sense if people have never listened to my other podcast, but we do have Lee on all the time on our other pod because she helps us figure out science stuff a lot more than we can alone. <laughs> I love science and I love horror. So this is excellent. Yeah, it worked out real good. <laughs> worked out real good. Because, yeah, it's hard to get people to talk about horror sometimes. It's sometimes. too spooky for some people. It really is. They <laughs> think you're a weirdo. And I am. So, yeah, I I found out um, that she liked horror. So I'm excited. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And we have so much to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Stephen King stuff. But um, first, we, as always, what are you drinking? I saw you had a giant straw. <laughs> I do this you know I don't know why I could only find like a, a massive size this is like a boba size straw yeah yeah there's no yeah. boba in here I'm I'm drinking um a bourbon with hibiscus ginger ale that sounds delicious it sounds highfalutin yeah it's good <laughs> wow that sounds delicious I almost use a boba straw in fact this is a rare occasion I don't have a straw because I only also had a boba straw <laughs> and I was like I have chunks of um tangerine in my drink so i was like that's just gonna go right down the oh, side yeah. <laughs> if i if i'm not careful like a boba so i muddled tangerines fresh tangerines and then added tangerine seltzer and gin Ooh, that oh. organic gin from trader jay's it's pretty that great sounds delicious mm-hmm. <laughs> aren't we some fancy butchers mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it so, yeah, I'm so excited to talk tonight. I'm like just getting into it. I'm just like, boom, boom. Anything you want to talk about before we get into this? You see any, I don't know, good movies? Want to give me a micro, a micro review or a book you just uh, read? Or I don't know. I do, actually. I do. So okay. I got to say, I, for a very long time, didn't read a lot of fiction, especially while I was in graduate school, mostly because I didn't have time. But secondly, because I felt like if I wasn't reading something that I was learning from, that I was wasting my free time, which is which is a horrible way to think. But um, I recently uh, read a book called Monstro Leo that my mom bought and gave to me. It's a brand new book. I think it's the author's very first book. Um, but a very short synopsis is... Um, there's these parents, they they have a son, he's born with an issue with his lungs, like he has only one lung. Um, eventually, he he passes away. And his mom takes a piece of his lung and starts to feed it and it grows into a creature. 
Um, <laughs> Whoa, like a Moculus or something? It, it's it's kind of wild. First, it's a monster, and then it becomes another boy. And it's a, basically about the the friends and families who who were close to these parents, basically their whole lives going into chaos while they deal with this monster slash boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, what the fuck! I highly recommend it. It wasn't a very long read, but I went through it really quickly because it just it it, it grabs you. So. Whoa, that sounds good. Uh, do you know the author's name? Um, let me, I don't remember off the top of my head. You don't have to. I can always just put it in the show notes. Yes, later. put it in the show notes. Monster Leo. <laughs> it sounds dope, dude. That, that sounds really good. Uh, highly recommended, Yay. yeah. Love a, I love a good uh, quick book review. I love it. <laughs> Yay. It's not all movies here. No. Not all movies here. <laughs> books on paper, books on the screen, books that I borrowed or books that I steal. Books that we read, books that we read, that's all you need. Book reviews of PLPs. But I like that tonight we're combining books and movies and comparing them, which is also one of my favorite things to do, adaptations. Yes. Um, I'm Paris. And, <laughs> I feel yeah. like anytime I watch a movie that's been adapted from a book, um, it's always great in some ways, but never matches the book. I always find things I can nitpick about. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And even if the movie has certain parts that I like that I maybe wish were in the book, mm-hmm. it's ultimately not as good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Did you, <laughs> um, you know, the book uh, Hell House? I want to say it's Richard mm-hmm. Matheson, Hell House. Hell House, Hell House. I don't think so. They made a movie out of it a really long time ago. I mm-hmm. want to say it was like maybe 70s, maybe 80s. Mm-hmm. The book was terrifying but um i think a lot of it was so explicit that they completely left it out of the movie yeah (laughs) i'm gonna write it down you know uh i'm not surprised and they maybe they'll remake it and be all disgusting and horrifying if we're lucky (laughs) because now times have changed they really have it's true it's true i I feel like it would be a good one to to remake yeah yeah i'll read it sounds great That one was good. I read that book instead of writing my master's thesis. <laughs> so, a little bit delayed. Oops. That's all right. You gotta you gotta break up your brain cells there. They're just they'll get stuck. Yes. And then what do you do? You can't even finish the thesis. Because you got brain stucks. That's medical stuff. Anyway, <laughs> that's science. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a lot of these things got adapted into multiple stuff too, which is interesting. Like Misery, I guess, became a play or something as well, or like a Broadway. Really? Show or something. That'd be yeah. kind of cool to see. Yeah. I don't know if it ran very long. I only saw it briefly in, in, when I was like searching stuff. And then I know Dolores Claiborne became a, an opera because uh, me and Electric walked out of it. It was so bad. So we'll talk oh, about no. oh no yeah, it was so bad we'll talk about it. it was so bad um but <laughs> yeah I don't know so what we started talking about was like oh woman fronted horror uh you know like oh stuff that had women and then I was like oh you said like uh misery and I was like god you know and I love Dolores Claiborne and I was just like you know we should just do kind of a Stephen King like lady Stephen King things yes. and then it kind of grew from there where I was like, I was kind of mad how they treated Dolores, <laughs> you know, and like uh, Wendy and The Shining and stuff. So it, it kind of grew from there. So mostly we're not we're not going to talk about all the women. 
We're not going to talk about whether or not he's misogynistic all the time or he's problematic every single time. These are just some three cases <laughs> generally talking about. We're not saying we're fucking experts. Um, Lee is an expert in some things. It's science. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not this. Not Stephen King. <laughs> no. Okay. Lay off. But it's, these are just thoughts we had, like loving Stephen King, not being obsessed. I have not read every single mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I've read the books that these movies are based on. And Misery, Dolores Claiborne, and uh, The Shining all had really weird adaptations to me when it came to the female characters on some level. And I just was like, let's talk about that. You know, let's talk about mm, just these just these three women, mm-hmm. you know? And two of them were played by Kathy Bates in, in those movies. I think that's really funny, too. <laughs> Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates, and Shelley Duvall. Kathy Bates is awesome, though. She is. She won an Oscar for uh, Misery. Yes, so well-deserved. Mm-hmm. And it was the only Oscar that Stephen King adaptation ever got. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And the only one I think Rob Reiner got, maybe? I don't know. Seems seems odd since he did The Princess Bride and all that shit. Rob Reiner's doing a lot of stuff. Not a lot of horror, but a lot. No. no. Well, he's not great at it, in my opinion. He's more of a I mean, rom-com I know this- guy. I know, and I know that this won an Oscar, but I, when have I ever agreed with the Oscars until this last year? You know? <laughs> like seriously, I was like, it's finally happening. Because in the book, she's terrifying. You know, like she's way more terrifying right from mm-hmm. the start. In the movie, she starts out a lot more cuddly, and I don't know if that's to sort of build up anticipation or uneasiness. Yeah, they said like I think some people were like, "Oh, it's scarier because she was so neat and clean and normal seeming mm-hmm. at first. And I was like, "That's not scarier to me personally. In fact, <laughs> I felt like, and this is just me, I I felt like it just kind of waste time and made the beginning of the film slow. Because the beginning of the book goes pretty fast. It's like, bing, bong, bing, he wakes up. He knows he's, I mean, he's saying it right from the beginning. He's like, I'm fucked. Okay. He's like, I can tell something is off here, man. Why am I not in a hospital? No, the movie is for like the first, I don't know, half hour, maybe. Fucking 20 fucking five minutes. (laughs) They're buddies. And I'm like, what is this bullshit? So like, I actually don't like that. And this whole, like, she's kind of kooky. And it's like this com- like yeah like this what are we having a rom-com yeah are you they gonna dirty really dirty. fall in love yeah yeah <laughs> i have been calling people dirty birdies since i rewatched mm-hmm. misery <laughs> i realize i think my mom says mr man all the time oh she like, does <laughs> yeah but like not angrily like she'll call pets or like animals okay. that. Like, look at you mr man <laughs> and it's like that's weird <laughs> um but yeah i like dirty birdie a lot cock a doodle or cock maybe or whatever i don't know she's fucking ridiculous and i love that but it, and again that's in the book but it's just like it's weird it was weird to me that they switched that over because yeah it just and again i know it made people happy enough to give it an oscar but i just found it really boring honestly as far as a horror movie went mm-hmm. And she's great, but I think she would have been great no matter what you threw at her. Agreed. Agreed. And I think personally waking up and knowing someone's nuts right away is way scarier. Yes. Then compared to waking up and thinking, oh, this person just saved my life. I I really lucked out here. Yeah. And especially as a viewer, it's like, how long do we need to have this thing i mean it could be a few minutes but i think you should know pretty fast and and maybe not how horrible it's going to be 
but I feel like in the book, yeah, she was just a little bit more weird. Like he's, he said that she wore like half a dozen like weird wool skirts all at once and always wore this weird thing like <laughs> cardigan and like, I don't There's know. There's no way you could think it was okay if someone's wearing 12 right? wool skirts. This yeah, is that's okay. what he's saying. He's like, she puts on <laughs> jeans to go outside and do chores, but she walks around her house in these same like weird wool skirts all the time and <laughs> the same gross sweater. And like, just seems more disheveled and it's just like, yeah, like, I feel like that's way scarier fast. I don't know. I think it would have been more effective. And I would have liked to see in Kathy Bates a little bit more cuckoo bananas looking more cuckoo bananas and just being like, "Ah, I'm your biggest fan. Like, I think she could have pulled that off. Great. I think what we've seen in her, even in American Horror Story, we know she could have pulled off some of that more extreme character acting and still probably one of a hundred percent yeah you know it it the movie annie is um very prim and proper everything looks like it's got a, a particular place in every room yeah it, oh. it was just a little what's the one i'm looking for like cleansed or whatever and that, you know like <laughs> i i bet for like a movie audience when did it come out 1990 i bet for a movie audience in in the 90s it was probably pretty close yeah you were probably, i mean i even remember being like oh this is cool but it wasn't that scary whereas like the book she's so fucked and this is all i mean is like they say <laughs> that making her neat is more scary but i think it makes her kind of more of a stereotypical like female instead of being and like kind of making her more two-dimensional to make her more likable and sympathetic it's like I want a villain I wanted her to be that monster like I like that right so it's like I it's like oh she's just poor some poor creepy lady it's like nah dude I I want him to be like (laughs) like he talks about how gross it is to like when he gives her his mouth to mouth and how nasty she smells all the time and how gross Ooh. it is. It's like, that is so much more sinister to me and like yeah, uh, body horror almost to have to deal with that like person like breathing can, on you. I can definitely, I can definitely see that being too much for someone like Rob Reiner. Exactly. I mean, Rob Reiner, I think he gave us Sleepless he in Seattle. Did. Like, that's Rob Reiner. He did. He did like <laughs> Princess Bride and like Sleepless in Seattle yeah. when Harry so met he, Sally. <laughs> and that's... He Meg ryan up Annie's exactly. character. <laughs> and like, she's just straight up pretty. It's like, what the fuck? She's pretty. She doesn't really fit the... Yes. Her character's adorable. She looks great. So especially the way they dressed her, she didn't even look that bad. So I'm just like... Yeah. I mean, she'd be in style right now with all this homeschool look going on, you know? Everyone'd be like, oh, where'd you get that dress, girl? She's got a cute little haircut. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, I liked her better when it was a little bit more like, (laughs) oh, what the fuck? A cottage core, yeah. And she she was more awful to him. Like, in the book, she, like, leaves for four days and lets him just fucking drink (laughs) his own piss after, like, breaking his ankles or something. She cut... She cuts off his leg, doesn't just break the ankles. She cuts off his thumb. <laughs> when definitely not Rob Reiner style. Fucking, uh, paper or something. Or like the, oh. he doesn't complain about the paper. He's complaining about that or he complains about something and she cuts his thumb off. Yeah. And the then I think serves him on a birthday something? cake as a candle or something crazy. So yeah, it, there's a lot of like she's just more <laughs> fucked up and ruthless and terrible. Yummy thumbs like, up. Like I think cake. she makes him drink mop water or something at one point or piss water that she, she's like here because. And here's the other thing that like 
they take away her power in some way because it always has like I'm James Khan. I'm in control. I'm the man, right? Like it shows him being so fucking macho, but it never really takes that away from him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like they wouldn't let that be taken away from no. him. And I hate that too. Hey, I think drinking piss water makes you more macho. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. But just that idea of like not letting her be in control, always being trying to be one step ahead. And it's like in the book, he's truly at her. Mercy. mercy like he looks like the angel of death like she really because he gets addicted to the pain pills like right away and that's a huge part mm -hmm. of the story and that's why it's like this allegory for him like even Stephen King was like oh this was like uh she was my addiction like she's the metaphor for my fucking coke and uh, alcohol addiction it was just like always like come on come on come on come on come on and then the book was him being like can I even write can I even write it's like this was all about his fears and it turned it into this like oh isn't this kind of kooky bananas look at this funny little lady it's a dirty birdie lady yeah and goofy and it's like uh, I really would like to see her be really terrifying. I feel like maybe it's been long enough. Like it's 33 years later. I don't think anybody can do a Kathy Bates misery, but maybe they should do a, a Stephen King misery. Be true to the book. Yeah. I mean, she's she looks great. She could still pull it off. <laughs> yeah, she probably could. Yeah, yeah. Let's give her some of that CGI bullshit you give everyone else. Yeah, let's see Kathy Bates serving piss water. Dude, I there's a there's like a picture of Kathy Bates I put on my phone to give me inspiration of how you can still <laughs> look really fucking cool when you're older, and it's her from that apocalypse fucking. Uh, American Horror Story. She's super gothed out and has a super hot pompadour, oh, like that, a black yes, pompadour. I've seen and that I'm like, one. Okay, that's a look. I could look like that at seventy. I mean, that's yeah. a possible Michaela superstar look. She looks I could great. Go there. She's, I think she's like seventy three or seventy four now. Yeah, but I was like, that's a look I could go for at her yeah. age, you know? Because I'm getting inspiration now. I'm looking like a few decades ahead. <laughs> like, what could I? Her and Gary Newman are like great looking sixty seven year old people. Yeah. Like they dress great. They look hella weird. <laughs> They're still rocking it. So anyway, she's awesome. So she, I, I think she could still be misery. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm here for a misery remake, and I don't want even one. medium. I want extra spicy. Yes, but I, where it's uh, the 2020s. Everything is spicy now. <laughs> yeah, and then, and it's like she was gonna have like a murder suicide thing at the end. Mm -hmm. Like she was gonna kill him, and then instead it's just like, no, we'll be in love or some shit. And it's like, all right, Harry met Sally. <laughs> Thanks, Rob Reiner. <laughs> yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. I will say that that the portion of the film where it shows her, am I using the term? Is it clubbing? Hobbling. 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 Thank you. My 30 something year old brain is it's, <laughs> it's checking out sometimes when she's hobbling him. I feel like there's that was probably a very graphic scene for that time. It was. Yeah, it was. I could, you know, and it's, it's fine. She doesn't have to cut his feet off. That was yes. my least of my <laughs> actual anger. It's just more of the, yeah, the way they treated her and just being like, I don't know. I didn't like that they cleaned her up. No, it was a very sanitized. Because when you get a serial killer guy or a villain guy, he can be gross. He, they, he's allowed like to this, be as gross as possible. 
but not a female exactly. character. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think anybody wanted to see that in the 90s. I don't think that would have gotten any Oscar nod. But I still feel like I don't see that a lot even now. Like, oh, you know, I this agree. was one of the only female ca- kidnapping movies I could even think about. There's like one called like That Cold Day in the Park from this like 69 by Altman, which is more of I think of just weird it's it's not a horror i don't know it's just like a weird movie and it's kind of horror it's not a straight up horror you know and i was like i can't really think of a lot of like female kidnapper movies and not even a lot of female like killer movies where they show women as gross serial killers no there there are not a lot of those although it's weird i mean i feel like that's probably true to life but also movies are not about life they're about have you seen alien warnos did you see that woman? Alien Warnos? Yeah. No. Monster. Oh, the female serial killer oh, down in yes. Florida. With um She's not pretty. No. She's not pretty. Oh. She's ugly. I'm She's gross looking. Blanking up. Charlize Theron. Oh. Yeah, she won a Oscar yeah. for but that. I just mean even like the lady in real life, you know what I'm saying? Like not a pretty lady, not put together. No. Not a little Kathy Bates grandma. <laughs> it's like she was gross. But that also scary. was not a Rob Reiner film. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, I just mean like if you need a real life person, that movie was based on an actual human being. Yes, although who was on a who was unattractive. It's it's and gross and creepy. Hard to totally think of her as a monster, though. Like sometimes I get it. I get why. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I get it. But also like she seemed to really go out of her way to kill a lot of people. Yeah, true. Like, yeah. If you no, kill one or two people, it's one thing. It's like she it wasn't had... just because it was convenient. <laughs> It was yeah. It was almost. I think she just really liked it. Made an ex- <laughs> made a few extra. Trips. Only point being, it wasn't great looking. No, it wasn't like cute and put together. It's like yeah. more of it. That's why more I like I like that barbarian with the mo- the mother character was all nasty and like greasy. And yeah, naked. And you're just like ah, gross. It's like finally. I yeah. I mean, I know they exist out there in in roles, but I want to see more of it. Um, a hundred percent. I'm also, I'm not 100%. the biggest fan of James Caan. I feel like I, I, that's just a very personal thing. Not a huge fan. I feel like I should be more of a fan of him than I am. Does that make sense? It, I'm like, yeah, oh. like there's a, I, I know you're, I know he's legendary, that. but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a huge fan of the Godfather. I just can't, I don't get it. Oh, I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> I don't like mob movies at all. I, I could give a shit. I'm like, kill them all. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> what is this movie about? Oh, I backstab you. Oh, I backstab you. I fucked you. Oh, I fucked you over. Oh, I'm talking to this guy, doing this guy, buying this money to get this money. I'm like, I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> Everyone's an asshole to everybody. I feel like people get mad when you say Absolutely. you don't like The Godfather. Like, I, I keep that to yeah, myself. I'm they... not judged. <laughs> no. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck anyone tells you have to like a certain movie. That's stupid. It's just like about the mob i was just like i could give a shit i could I give mean, two flying fucks about have it. drama it's not unique to the mob okay i'm gonna go around <laughs> shooting each other about it oh. <laughs> like, calm down i don't know and yeah i could just never give a fuck i'm like who am i supposed to care about in this movie everybody's kind of shitty so yeah and it's not even funny it's like the only time that everyone's shitty only works in horror movies and comedies otherwise i'm bored seriously i agree if everyone's shitty in a comedy, yeah. it's probably hilarious. If everyone, oh, it's if great, everyone's it's fantastic. The shittier, yeah. the better. If everyone's shitty in a horror movie, everyone's <laughs> gonna die. You're happy. It's like everyone's shitty yeah. in this drama. You're, you're like, good grief. 
I just tried to two more hours yeah. of this. No, yeah, you're like, no, <laughs> this is terrible. This is the BBC. Anyway, I think that's maybe my dislike of James Khan makes his character seem all that much more arrogant, which yeah. also continues to take power away from from cinema, yeah. Annie. There's all these white male actors from that time period that were thought of so great, but they're really just fucking playing themselves and playing the same <laughs> fucking white dude over and over again, like him and De Niro and shit. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like it, he's not funny. Like, you know how you know you're not a good actor is if you can't be funny. And Robert De Niro, if you can't be in a good comedy, be funny. he is devoid of it. It's like I've tr- I've seen him try. It's terrible. It's I, painful. In, in my mind, a lot of his characters of are pretty are. interchangeable. Of course they are. You know what I mean? Like, he's the same fucking person. <laughs> and just, I feel like James Conn did. Not, not, not the biggest fan. I feel like if it was somebody else cast, even in the cleansed version of Misery, um, it, it, it might have lent more to the film. But, but that's probably just my bias. <laughs> like, remember how I remember seeing Garden State for the first time and being yeah. like, wow, this is a brilliant movie. And later on being like, this movie is shit. Well, who let Zach Braff be in charge of anything? I couldn't bring myself to ever watch that movie. People would tell me <laughs> it was good and I'd pick it up and look no, at the cover and I'd see the don't helmet bother. and I was like. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a good soundtrack. That's I'm the like, best review I'll bike. That's it. Yeah. No, that's all. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I never watched it. It's funny. Never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's about quirky white people having problems. And I was like, that's I mean, basically one of my least favorite movies <laughs> of all time. I hate that. I hate those kind of movies. Pass. <laughs> I need someone being murdered if they've got problems and they're quirky. Having a hard time understanding facts? I'll be fine. I don't like vegetables, so I don't eat them. Carnivore diet. You might die. Do you fail to grasp science? The vax is killing more people than the virus itself. What? Where'd you get your numbers? Has basic knowledge got you all confused? It's flat because I can't see over the mountains when I'm standing on my car. That's not evidence of anything, ever. Has superstition kept you in the dark ages? Dolls are evil because they have a face and only God can give things faces. Uh... Noodles cause autism. Okay, just no. Well, you're in luck. Stop embarrassing yourself daily in public with brighter brain strips. Just peel the protective film and stick the comfortable adhesive strip across your forehead at night and drift it off to sleep dreaming of waking up smarter than when you went to bed. Feel less moronic in just a few mornings. Our patented anti-misinformation solution is saturated in every brighter brain strip and sealed with an organic gluten-free glue that keeps it in place on your stupid, stupid head. I no longer believe gingers are soulless. My friends finally stopped laughing at me after I spoke. Thanks, Brighter Brain Strips. In just two weeks, I went from sports fan to museum member. Increase your cognitive capabilities today. Huh? Oh, uh, sorry. Get real smart fast, get laid. Ooh. Brain Bright Strips may cause slight discoloration of forehead on particularly stubborn idiots. Use appropriate cover-up if this occurs. Some test subjects got super smart and realized they low-key hated all their old friends and shows and had to start a new life after using BBS. Not suitable for people planning on enjoying large-scale puzzles, drag races, or Chipotle. Stop using if you start to look like Brainiac and can start to warp space-time. If little to no effect is detected after three weeks, discontinue use and consult a physician to make sure you indeed have a brain to brighten. Do not use if currently possessed or lactating. 
brain strips, brain strips. Holy shit, I can think now. Brain strips, brain strips. So much more talking in my head. Hey man, don't no have a cow. brain farts. Now I am smart. <laughs> SMRT smarts. Now, if we're talking about white people having problems, Dolores Claiborne had quite a few problems. That's some white people problem, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved the, the what do you call it, a... The main accent that Kathy Bates did in the movie was yeah. so good. So good. Like, again, I am so scared of small towns. <laughs> and when someone talks like that, you know they're from a small town and you're just they like, They got murders oh, over God. there. <laughs> they got murders over there. Oh my God. But I love this book so much. I've read this book like at least three okay. or four times. See, and it's like so feminist. Okay, good. Because I, I have not read this book and I just bought a copy. So I'm going to read it. And I'm even more book. excited to read it. Because like it talks to, it's like all these different women dealing with all their problems and they all stick to it's like. Even if they're like not getting along or like can't see eye to eye, they still stick together. And I really like that. Because they can bond over their common problems, which are always always fucking men. And there's so (laughs) many great lines in this book where it's like, she's like, you're a bitch. What's the one about? You're a real bitch. And she's like, sometimes being (laughs) a bitch is all that a woman's got, Dolores. And I was just like, being a bitch is all a woman's got. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) yes. And she's just like, I say this one, she's like, men are just, she's like, men are so dense. And I was like, that's like the perfect way to explain it. I thought men are stupid or inferior. They're just so fucking dense, dude. You know, like, I think she says it to like the sheriff. She's like, men are so dense. Like, what did I just tell you? You know, like, she's like, I'm not talking about killing that person. I'm killing this other guy. So yeah, I love that. It's like, yeah, the dialect is great. And I love that she just tells it out like it is. Like she's so not she's full at, of shit. I feel like at no, at her age, after what she's been through, she doesn't give a shit anymore. And like after the life she's led working for that woman, that terrible rich white lady, yes. and you're just like, what the fuck? But then they become like super close, like family, and you're like, what the fuck? Due to their common problems. Men. So like, <laughs> yeah. And I love so I love her in the book, especially. And the thing that I really had the problem with, because the film is great, but I did not like that they made the daughter and Dolores at odds. Like I don't, you don't find that at least for me in the book as much, like they definitely don't have a super close relationship and they're not like, but I didn't feel like the daughter was so angry about it. I felt like she actually mm. like, cause there's a scene where she like hugs her mom after and stuff. Like I felt like, like she talks about her molestation and like they hug it out in the book. And I feel like, in the movie, it's a completely a contentious right? relationship. Not like her like, daughter hates to be there. Yeah. You think she hates her mom. Yeah. And I didn't get that from the book at all. So I don't like they added that. I don't think it needed that. I don't think it's realistic. Like she killed someone no. so you stopped getting fucked by some, your dad. I'm going like, to say that that is, that is to do with the men that directed, produced, exactly. and put together this great play. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, why did you change that? <laughs> You know, because they couldn't possibly understand the concept or the camaraderie or the bond. So, yeah, in order you for it to be daddy, you killed my uh, yes, dad. Hey, uh, you killed dad. I, yeah, they had to make the relationship contentious. That's the only way they could have understood it. And it didn't make yes, any sense. So. Um, that's why it wasn't in the book. And also, like, they made this into an opera that was fucking terrible. 
and we went and saw it and they actually <laughs> even showed like a they for whatever reason added a molestation scene on the stage. you don't need to do that you can say that it happened you never need to show people i feel like king and king so didn't. many and King never does so in the book. So many fucking people never are going to be triggered by that. Why would you put people through in that? In an audience of thousands, like hundreds of people in the SF opera. It was Hell awful. to the no. <laughs> the fucking dad pulls off her underpants and then throws them Jesus in her face Christ. on stage. That is wow. not in the book. It's nope. not in the movie. It's mm-hmm. fucking horrifying. And I was like, wow, who directed this? A fucking white man. And of course. Was. Of course. Absolutely was. And I was like, we walked out and demanded our money back. We got tickets. Good. Like, yeah, it was awful. It was so offensive and not necessary. I was like, who's jerking off to this right now? What the fuck is wrong with people? In the book, they don't even talk about it. She's just like, like, I think the most they was like, what did, what did he do to you? It was like, what did he do to her? And he's like, did he do, did he have sex with her? And it was like everything but, and that's like all they say. Yeah. Cause even in the movie, they do her like having a flashback Mm -hmm. and it's not, it's not it's graphic enough without being graphic like even that didn't need to be in the movie it didn't and it's not in the book it's like she just knows and that's enough it's her daughter's like daddy touched me and that was it like that was it 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 i feel like in a lot of films or shows there people have to make women the victim of rape or sexual assault in order to give them their character some sort of like drive or reason for who they are right. when that's entirely unnecessary i don't know why right. that has to be an aspect to somebody's personality to drive them to, to do things to be the way they are i have no idea or to be extreme in your actions yeah. or to you know because I in think reality right. one in three women have been through this and it does not become like the primary aspect of their personality they just continue living their lives yeah because of you know yeah because we know most people are going to ignore it anyway yeah but yeah and exactly it's- like they don't care yeah anyone great it's definitely men who who write these things in exactly and so it's so odd to me that it's like why would you take a book that barely talked about it and gave you enough and then make it such a thing it's like oh because this is such an interesting part and it's like no it's not this is really run of the mill like you just said it's you don't need to add that yeah Yeah. so that's the boring part what's exciting is that she defends her daughter kills her daughter the way she does it during this eclipse which is so fucking cool like i love that it's also (laughs) planned out her employer's like dolores I killed my husband. Do it, bitch. And it's like, what? Like, that's so great. You're just like, oh my God. It's women so- helping each other. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, how does this daughter fit in being like, I'm a fucking bitch? It's like, no, no. She no. knows. And she wants to help her mom. That's why she's there. Why would she show up and be mad? She'd just be like, not show up. So exactly. Yeah. I didn't like that part of the movie. And I wish I didn't put that in there because I just think it's bullshit. And I always want to pit women against each other, especially in movies yes, and TV. And it's not the fucking they truth. Do. And they want to pit women against each other when it comes to men. It's not. And you know what? It's a fake. It's a myth. It's just not the fucking truth. No. Stupid women take the side of men, but most <laughs> women don't. You know, when some girls like, don't date him, girl, he's a psycho. I'd be like, girl, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I'm not going to believe him being like, no, I'm not. I'm wonderful. It's like, no. Exactly. And and neither Selena or Dolores are stupid. Not at all. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's a great book. Uh, but and the, again, the movie's good. It's well acted. I love Jennifer Jason Lee. But I just feel like once again, it, I, I wish the characters were written differently for the screen. I wish, yeah. they just, <laughs> you know, like just made that it 
more about the women and and not about the molestation and stuff. But anyway, is- it's, it was. <laughs> It's one of it, and again King liked it. It was one of his top ten. He really liked it. I give him, yeah. that, you know. But I, um, I am. I also want this one to be remade in a more true to the book fashion. Yeah, um, yeah. It would be that. Cool. That would be very exciting. Yeah. 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 It was pretty good, but it was just, yeah. It was, I didn't like it, and I love Jennifer Jason Lee. I wanted her to be cool. I didn't want to be pissed at her and i was because she's such a good actress <laughs> i hated her i was like you're such a her jerk. character is very frustrating yeah i don't like her so it's just like i don't know i didn't like that part at all i don't know no, why and did that. i i remember so i re-watched dolores claiborne very recently and i did not remember at all that john c riley was in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like wait a second young he's so young super young He's one of those people who, at least at that time, he looked like a kid, but also looked really old. Yeah, old. he's always looked old. He's so funny looking. <laughs> I love him so much. He's one of my favorite actors, I think. Yeah, he's good. He's- and Christopher Plummer, I feel like it's everybody. Yeah. I mean, knows he's great. He mm-hmm. was great in this one. It was a great cast, you know, and it's yes. a good um, director. Who did that one? The Palmer or something like that? Was that who did that? No, no, no. That was Carrie. Who did... Uh- Taylor Hackford. Gee, I don't even know. Who I just opened that. Is. I don't even know that. <laughs> Neither is. do I. Neither do I. Holy shit. Neither do I. <laughs> well, fuck. I don't know. Good. It was a pretty good movie, but yeah, I don't know why they have to do that all the time. And again, I just like he writes pretty powerful women a lot. It's like I don't know. But Whatever. when it's delivered to a broader audience to make money, the female characters are sanitized and watered down and pitted against each other it's so weird so weird (laughs) four pins dolores not two (laughs) whatever the fuck she says i gotta say i know that so it makes me i've never been to new england ever Mm -hmm. Um, oh really but oh shit really i I went to dc once i feel like maybe that's the closest i got to being close to new england yeah it's kind of close um but <laughs> but all the the images in the film maybe part of it is just because they they show the um scenes of the eclipse and you see all the boats on the water it really mm-hmm. makes me want to go to new england and be out near the water yeah it's all right okay <laughs> you know what's nice about the new england water is you can go in it unlike here you can swim in it it's freezing up here yeah, yeah you can swim in the water over there it's nice <laughs> Although Maine's pretty cold, but like down where I am in New England, where I was in New England, it was pretty warm and you could swim in it. Um, it's not great though. I mean, I wouldn't bother, honestly. Like, <laughs> it's way prettier out here. <laughs> oh shit. I see on Wikipedia was filmed in Nova Scotia anyway. See, so, like, okay. I, was like, I guess I'm going there. to Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bother. Good evening and welcome to Important Tropes of Horror Film History. I'm your host, Medding Dow Farmingham, and my esteemed guests tonight are indeed experts in their fields. Our first guest is Dr. Frenzy Shartle from the University of Billings, Fartana. She is a professor of film studies and has written the newest and most complete book on monsters on celluloid. Mm, yes, indubitably delighted to be here. Welcome. 
Yes, just so nice to see you. And next we have Jasper Tattingsworth, author of over 20 books on the genre of horror and the psychology behind it. His latest book, All Hell No, Delving into the Mind of the Screen Shouter, has just been awarded the Plitz Patrick Award for Soft Science Writing. Welcome, Jasper. Yes. Pleasure to shout for you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Tonight's question I'd like to posit tonight is the trope of the cabin in the woods. Why have we so often returned to this idea of finding terror in the isolation of a rustic getaway deep in the woodlands? Dr. Shottle. Because it's fucking scary as shit. Brilliant. Succinct as always, doctor. I'd say that wraps up this discussion. Join us next week when I welcome two more film and horror scholars to discuss the important and timeless thing of scary demon babies. Until next time, thank you. I'm Meddingdow Partingham, and this has been Important Horror Tropes in Film History. Moving on to the show. Speaking of snow and winter... (laughs) Uh, yes. The Shining. So I couldn't just talk because we started talking about these ladies, and I'm like, I love them because Dolores Claiborne is one of my favorite books by him. It's just, it's really dear to my heart, and I do love The Shining, and I like the movie. I love the movie. I watch it a million times every year for Halloween. I think it's brilliant in its own way, but I've always hated the way he treated Wendy, and I don't. It has it. It is not what she was written as in the book, and I have a hard time understanding why he made this decision to do this to her. Like the Wendy in the movie is very timid. She's pathetic. I think. Like <laughs> I think Stephen King was like it's so misogynistic. He made her kind of like an idiot, like a complete hysterical moron all of a sudden he's like that's not the woman i wrote about you know he's like what is the this fuck? like is this like a kubrick thing uh i feel like, yeah i mean kubrick is you know probably also has a problematic <laughs> i mean like if you look at a clockwork orange and stuff the way he treats women and that's not so great yeah. i mean he's been called out before but like he said he thought this is the kind of woman that would actually be with Jack Torrance is not so in hot and blonde and beautiful like the girl in the book, but like an ugly or not ugly, but like a frumpy little mousy thing. And it's like, wow, you have no idea what you're talking about. No, like I beautiful women don't stay in an abusive relationship. She's like, you're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Do some fucking research, Kubrick. Like, I feel like in insular. his mind- yeah, that's just yeah. That's like, his why would a beautiful problem. woman be with someone who hits her? And it's like, it really uh, doesn't matter. It it really has no bearing on the type no of relationship shit. we're in. <laughs> no shit, dude. And so it's weird that he was like, "This is the kind of simpering moron who'd stay with someone who hits her." And it's like, wow, that's insulting to all women everywhere. I've ever been in a relationship with someone who was mean to them? Like, yeah. it happens, bro. It happens to everyone. Just to everyone, to regardless like- of appearance, regardless of um, assets, regardless of whatever. Yeah, how you dress her. Because again, she could have yeah. been a hot mom like she was in the book, but instead they ma- he made her just like look awful with those fucking clothes and shit. I didn't get it. So- I, 
I, I don't like the, the way her character was portrayed, but I do have a special place in my heart for Shelley Duvall. No, I love her. And I think she did a great job because she was directed that way to act like that. Yes. Yeah. I question the director's decision to completely 100%. change her and make her yeah. so fucking dumb yes. that ooh, she can barely function. You know, like, like couldn't poison the motherfucker. Like really, <laughs> really, she could just poison him. Like she made him just fucking bologna sandwiches every day. Like what the fuck? A very helpless. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I think part of it is Kubrick. Yeah, and plus it was 1980, so maybe you know, still an issue with the time. I it definitely and again it was remade later by Mick Barris and he Stephen King liked it better that it was like a miniseries. And it had it was a little cheesier and campier. It was way more true to the book. But like, yeah, the wife wasn't such a simpering moron, you know. <laughs> and it was a lot more enjoyable. She was also Rebecca De Mornay, who's like pretty hot. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I love Shirley Duvall, but I just think it was a very weird choice, and I don't think it needed to be played as so stupid. I could understand the like extreme emotion, but just her bad decisions and the weird. Yeah, the whole like simpering and like whining. I mean, it was just too much. The everything else, like the fact that they're isolated and it's entirely claustrophobic, like that makes it horrifying enough without making her that dumb. I mean, right? And it's like she becomes hard to be sympathetic for. You're like, okay, you get idiot. frustrated. Yeah, because you're like, like what come are you on. Doing? Yeah. And it just, again, it doesn't seem very realistic. It's like, this is just his idea of what women turn into who would be with a man like Jack Torrance. It's like, Jack, and also that's part of the problem with that movie is in the book, he's a nice dude. He's like a troubled, but like good dude just trying to like take care of his family. He's not that crazy yet. You get to see him a little not crazy. In the movie, he just sort of starts off kind of half nuts and just seems kind of he, fucked up and right. There's goes no nuts point right in the away. Movie, yes, there's no point in the movie where you feel like, oh, he's a nice guy. Like you don't get right. a chance to be like, oh, there must be something wrong with him. Exactly. He starts off wrong right and so it's just like okay well you didn't really portray him as a realistic person so it's like it's like like two-dimensional asshole with two-dimensional stupid wife and it's like okay <laughs> cool i mean again it's a brilliant film but i just don't understand why you would take the character and like change it like that i don't know i didn't enjoy that as much and it just didn't again it just didn't make sense as a woman it's like who do you know would act like that Really? Like, I know I've seen a lot of my friends get mad and be in bad situations. They didn't do that. They were terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I got a special brand of friend. I don't know. I mean, I I can't think of anybody so helpless, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Maybe Kubrick knows a lot of helpless people. I don't, I don't know. I know. I wanted to be like, is this how your wife would have acted? Like, I just, I, I, like, mean... I don't know. Like, what's happening <laughs> here with this, you know? And I know that he hated it. Like I said, like he, he, a lot of people knew for a long time how much um, Stephen King hated that shining. He's coming you know, to terms I, with it now, but. I, it, I feel like it's so, because it is a scary movie, but I feel like it's, it's, um, I don't know. I feel like everybody's aware of it on some level. It's so famous now, even though I don't think it won many awards. 
Yeah. Everybody knows Red Rum, Red Rum. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, I love it. But it's just. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like in comp- if we uh. compare it to the source, it's like, well, I don't know why you did that. You know. If it didn't have any source material to compare it to and you just came up with Wendy out of nowhere, I'd be like, okay, you wrote this fucking pathetic person. <laughs> but it's just, I guess it's odd to me to know from coming from this and read it, you know, it's like, why did you choose that? And I just wanted to throw it in there. It, it wasn't as uh, infuriating as I think. <laughs> see, when you read a book and then see the movie, there's there's always so much critiquing. It never measures up yeah yeah or like firestarter why is her hair blowing the wind <laughs> every time she sets fire it doesn't even make any sense <laughs> the fuck's up with that stupid <sighs> but yeah it's and it's hard i get it it's hard you know i i want to adapt a, one of my favorite comic books and i think it's pretty much impossible you know i don't even know yeah. how to do it i would need so much money i get it <laughs> i <laughs> i will say out of the the three films this was the only one that um, gave me nightmares after I saw it when I was little. I think because there's the the uh, otherworldly, ghostly, spooky element here that's not in the other films. The other films are more it's like thrillers. Really good. Yeah, it's really good. And the thing is, he did a that that film all into itself is brilliant. Like I don't want to take away from the film. I'm just saying, and compared to this, but I love. <laughs> Um, I do love that movie and that's why I've watched it so many times it has a lot of subliminal shit in it there's a great documentary about it called room 237 I think it is it's whatever that special room is and that documentary is really fun it's really it has all these different people talking about their takes on Kubrick and like one of them does talk at length about how he was super into subliminal uh, messages subliminal ads and putting these images in his films. And I think that it absolutely is there. And that's what's so unsettling about it yeah. is that he does these really subtle, like subliminal things. Yeah. Like he was a super, super, he was really neurotic about everything being perfect. So, you know, if anything's weird in his shots, it's on purpose. And there's a scene where she walks in, when Wendy walks in to the room and he's, she's like, hey there. And he's like, what, dude? And there's like a chair behind him. She's like, I heard there's going to be a storm coming. And he's like, cool. And like the same chair is like just disappeared now. And it's just so weird. It's like little things like that, that like the chair is like just a chair disappearing in the background is unnerving. Yes. And it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't continuity. Like he wouldn't have let that ever gone to the screen if he didn't want that chair to disappear behind him. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So he's stuff like that. He's a bit of a misogynist, but we give him plenty of artistic props. <laughs> I mean, that's always been with Kubrick. I mean, I've loved him since, like I said, a clockwork orange, yeah. but it's such a fucked up movie, you know. And I knew that as a kid, but I was like, this is fucking great. It's I feel so great. like you know, when like- things get fucked up, it's always at the expense of I don't know, women, women or somebody else yeah. first before, yeah. before the white dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, we're easy targets. I guess it's yeah. the truth. Anyway, like people, it is usually the people that get the most shit is <laughs> women. Yeah. So I guess it's realistic, but, um, but it, it's brilliant. Yeah. I'm not going to say that The Shining isn't brilliant. I don't love it. It's great. I, I feel it's like, great. yeah, there's parts of the film that have, they still, 
pop up in like pop culture now like here's johnny everybody knows i mean right constantly constantly have you seen the meme with like the the blood coming down the walls in the elevator and it's like first day of my period (laughs) oh my god i say it all the time i'm like i always say it's the elevator in the show yeah yeah i was like here it comes (laughs) yeah Uh, when when i was little my recurring nightmare was i was stuck in this hotel with them and then there was an avalanche and we all got buried alive that was oh my, my God, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. shining nightmare. Oh my God, that's so scary. I don't think I had a reoccurring shining nightmare. <laughs> I didn't get nightmares from horror movies even when I was a kid. It's so weird. Like I, you know, I had a few. Um, Alien. I definitely had recurring nightmares after that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Even though you're not in outer space. Even though I'm not in outer space, (laughs) after seeing Poltergeist, I don't know why. Oh yeah. (laughs) I don't know why Poltergeist triggered this, but I had a recurring nightmare that I was turning into a ghost. After seeing Poltergeist, that's scary. That's fucking scary. And the worst is after watching Arachnophobia for like easily 15 20 years i had recurring nightmares about spiders being everywhere and being trapped wow yeah. really yeah really every once in a while now too they'll 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 pop up in there in in my own home oh just my everywhere. god there's nothing i can do about it I'm just <laughs> i have reoccurring nightmares about being attacked by like cujo dogs like giant Ooh. dogs <laughs> they rip my face off or they rip off my hand they're always yeah. maiming me they're not uh, killing me they're like yeah. ripping half my face i mean off that's or, the like, worst part of my hand yeah yeah. And I, I had one dream where I could literally, I felt it rip off the bottom part of my face kind of, and I could see my lip hanging in front of no. me. Like it was off my face. Yeah. Oh my it was God. such a scary dream. And I was like, this dog, and I was like, this dog just made me deformed. I was like, oh my God. That is it just terrifying. Completely fucked my face up. Yeah. I was like, here's my face. Like oh my below God. my face. I was like, that's not good. I was like, I'll never look the same. So yeah, I don't, I have a, I'm really uh, scared of big dogs. That's another Stephen King is Cujo. He's, yeah. yeah. I feel like if you're going to have recurring nightmares, um, Stephen King inspired ones are. Um, That's one. Yeah. Cujo's one and Jaws is one that I didn't necessarily oh, have, yeah. I have like waking nightmares I suppose I have irrational fears now I think instead <laughs> of nightmares it turned into irrational waking fears and so I'm afraid to like if I can't feel my feet on the bottom of the ocean and I'm swimming I'm like yeah I was like put your feet down sharks don't bite you your feet are on the ground I don't know it just made me feel like I could run away or something punch it I gotta say the sequels that Jaws spawned were kind of crazy <laughs> they were ridiculous ridiculous uh, ridiculous but the first jaws was absolutely oh, brilliant yeah. oh, and yeah. so scary 100 that one stayed with me and actually there's a i think it was creep show it was like that stephen oh, king anthology yeah, and yeah. that got me the blob in the lake did you remember that one where there's a lake blob no. and it came up and kept eating everybody no, oh that, that sounds terrifying fuck with me yeah. I don't like lakes already. And then it was like, <laughs> let's swim out to the raft. And then these kids get like fucking trapped out in this little lake or this nasty pond because there's Ugh. like a fucking like algae scum monster that just like dissolves their <laughs> flesh. Oh my God. I was like, I feel I like I can't go, ever go in a lake again. I feel like that concept is very like 2020s where we have these toxic algae blooms. Seriously, <laughs> watch it. You should watch it now. Okay. It's so gross. <laughs> terrified me and then finally this one kid's like i can outswim it i can outswim it and the blobs coming for him and just like 
<laughs> does not outswim the blob gets drags him back of in course yeah and, and it just like digests you oh it's Ugh. so gross and it's gonna be real soon and uh it was nice knowing y'all <laughs> i'll stay out <laughs> of lakes yeah lake. i'll stay, yeah. I'll stay. <laughs> well now with those like brain eating amoebas from That's the warm right. water lakes you know some people have gotten those from their tap water when Betty you put Pops. it yes because they haven't boiled the water first so oh my god no, don't ever do that you guys i think we did <laughs> we might have just talked about this in the blunt letters i was like neti pots are scary you have to use like distilled water yes, or like yes Oh my God, please don't yes, use your you tap do. water. Yeah, I'm thinking of like being in the lab and wanting, if I'm going to use a neti pot, I'm going to run the water through a 0.2 micron filter first. Yeah, <laughs> get the amoebas out. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, thanks, uh, Stephen King, for traumatizing us for the rest of our lives. I, I hope but... he keeps doing so. I hope he keeps. I do too. How many yeah. more books does dude have in him, though? It's unreal, huh? Is he literally <laughs> the most prolific writer of all times? He's got to be. I feel he's got to be he's up there, be. at least he's at that be. caliber with that fan base. Yeah, especially if they can actually count his son's books that are just like his, then we're good. Oh, he's got <laughs> a, a son who writes. Yeah, Joe. Joe Hill. Yeah, he actually. Um, wrote lock and key oh, which i like weird. a lot joe hill and he wrote the black phone short story which i liked a lot but oh, he also shit. wrote heart-shaped box which sucked shit since we're doing micro reviews and i don't think anyone i know is going to read this book he, joe hill wrote uh heart-shaped box uh -huh. which was one of his novels and it's about like some scumbag like rock star or whatever it was awful and honestly <laughs> he has to just he, him and his father need to just stop dropping the n-word to show that characters are bad because we get it and you don't get to use it and you all need to just stop it it's 2020 <laughs> like you could forgive like stephen king back in the 80s, 80s or whatever but like joe hill you're fucking right now just fucking stop it bro it's a 21st anyway century. also stop describing all your villains as fat people like we're not evil oh we're God. just hungry um <laughs> but yeah i didn't like heart shaped box at all i like some of his short stories i like his comic book stuff but um okay. i really didn't prepare for that so but yeah he's okay check him out yourself if you want i would have given you heart shaped box but i sold it and got something better <laughs> ah, 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 ah. okay i did i did i just googled him and he looks exactly like his dad except he like looks just like him and he yeah. honestly writes like him like lots of supernatural kids and kids of their dads and okay. kids not being believed about supernatural stuff like it's honestly like stephen king 2.0 so if you count okay. all those books but he's not he's not the og so. he's not the og no no and he needs to stop using the n-word my god it's stupid i can give his dad a semi-pass because that was some time ago what do i mean and that, it's like okay i know he might have taught you this. that was a whole device, century ago. but that was like a bazillion that was 450 Last books century. ago it's the new century <laughs> yeah bro come on he needs to stop but yeah i didn't really care for that book too much okay. um i really wanted to like him because i loved lock and key he also like puts out comics he did one called the lolo woods which is super cool it's really really good uh we reviewed it on the blunt letters i'll put it in the show notes but cool i don't know man maybe he should stick to comics i mean hell yeah <laughs> i'm down with that <laughs> i love comic books <laughs> i need more horror comic books in my life I did the, the only comic book I've ever read was a Buffy comic book. So. 
Oh, I've read every single Buffy comic book have? that exists. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm not even kidding okay. you. I have read the Omnibus. I read. <laughs> Actually, no, there's a new reboot I haven't read yet because I wasn't that intrigued from the first few issues, but I've even read a bunch of the spinoffs and a bunch of the Angel. No, I've read every <laughs> single one. They're phenomenal. Okay, okay. Buffy's one of my favorite things of all time. Oh my yeah, God. No. If the blunt letters are blue with me, everyone talk about Buffy. I'm here. <laughs> oh, we can go to the Buffyverse. We'll, we're going there. Yeah. Because you know it picks up after yes. the show. Yes, it does. It just just goes on mm-hmm. and it's like so fucking good oh, it's so good i love it so much yeah no i love buffy i love it so much um we will definitely have a fucking buffy episode that's just gonna be a lot okay. i mean yeah that was from the time when like fucking seasons were seasons and episodes were episodes it was yes. like one hour 22 fucking se- episode seasons it's like gee and then it was like seven eight seasons or something right i think it was i think it was seven seasons it's insane yeah so yeah there's a lot to go over yes there's a lot to go through we have to decide if we want to talk <laughs> about the angel spinoff or not which oh my I god like i feel like it was cool for like two seasons and then uh. Ooh, yeah <laughs> so but yes, we'll definitely have to go there. It's gonna be a very it's gonna be like the twin peaks talk honestly <laughs> it's probably gonna be like a two-hour show it's gonna have a time it's gonna have me and my timeline on all this an intermission one issue of the comic just happened (laughs) so Uh, that's gonna be a whole nother thing i have we'll get there the dvd set still wow oh that's wonderful (laughs) yeah i definitely i uh electric just went through the whole thing she just saw it finally yeah i think i want to i want to say the first episode might have been like late 1996 on upn or something and i was definitely Mm -hmm. there watching it or W. Yeah, or the whole time she she was just like fucking Xander. I'm like, I know, dude. I warned you. Xander's a fucking bitch. Xander, he's the worst. I hate Xander. Fuck. Everyone hates Xander. Good. And then how did he? He turned out a piece of shit in real life. Yeah. Too, see. Yeah, it's true. Blech. But then also he got his penis paralyzed. So I guess Karma's <laughs> a bitch. <laughs> did you hear about that? Don't be a dick, or you can't use your dick. <laughs> what a wiener. <laughs> 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 fucking xander bro really the worst anyway. yeah he's the worst <laughs> about, he should be a villain on this show they should give him his own show and be like xander's back back again and they'd be like nah! oh, and he's just totally evil and he's like I mean, all i do is fuck demons and kill people and you're like oh my god no because remember he only went on <laughs> demons and shit that's like the only women that ever liked him were that's demons. right that's yeah, right yeah he's just a fucking he really was the villain of the Scooby oh, Gang. Anyway, <laughs> that's another show. Yes. That's a different one. Well, anything else you'd like to add about our Stephen King endeavors tonight? I will say I liked Carrie in that movie. <laughs> I think they handled her well. Yes. Um, I f- that's- Though I wish she had destroyed the whole town like she did in the book, but that's okay. I also, yeah, the more carnage, the better um sissy spacek i think that that's who it was right sissy spacek yeah Yeah. so good so so good i don't think you can ever um live up to that um no no and her mother piper laurie oh my god her mother i'm going to laugh at you that was almost like the scariest part like not her killing everybody but her mom yeah oh her mom was definitely the scariest part (laughs) oh my god that and how many um tampons and um, oh my god 
maxi pads they waste <laughs> at the beginning of that episode what are you doing it's like four hundred dollars worth of tampons right there yes the different times different times <laughs> i don't know there's there's with stephen king there's just so much you could talk about it. i feel like you can sort of divide up his work into like things with ghosts versus things without quite so much supernatural uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and uh rob was it rob reiner he did stand by me too oh, which was right. also stephen king yeah and was great you know it was a great yes. movie but definitely more comedy and like lighthearted or yes or whatever fuck i i feel like um i'm ready for a misery reboot me too let's do yes. it me yes. and you <laughs> you be the author i'll be <laughs> i'll be annie wilkes we'll do it just just do it okay that's one of the cool things about that movie it's just them in a house it's only two people in a house for the most part we could do that yeah oh my god (laughs) please don't cut off my thumb (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna cut your thumb off Uh, definitely would cut things off in my version of this film as it should be yeah (laughs) scarier maiming is If you wonder about dark matter, missing links, and wild lives of scientists, space updates, and cutting-edge technological breakthroughs, then this is a podcast you've been looking for. Join hosts Michaela Superstar and Electric and Gerbil. Shut up, Gerbil! For a drink and a savvy science conversation that gives you fuel for your nerdiest discourse and jokes you can't wait to rip off. Check out our website at thebluntletters.com, our new home on the interwebs for all things blunt letters. Follow us and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. The Blunt Letters Podcast, subversively nerdy. (laughs) That was great. Oh, that was good. And it came in just over an hour. We're perfect. Nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Bleed With Me Podcast. We'll be here every other Tuesday to hear about all things horror. And if you want to hear more Michaela Superstar, please check out my other podcast I do with my bestie, Electric. It's called just simply The Blunt Letters. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube, TikTok, all those places to see what we're doing. We get updates about this podcast and my other. And even just go to our website and buy all kinds of stuff and look at our lives at thebluntletters.com. Please rate and recommend this podcast to everybody who will listen it really does go a long way and we appreciate it see you next time